This is Comms Day Live. I'm Graham Lynch and welcome to this special edition. We're going to be talking about a topic that we don't talk about a lot and that's smart cities. And it's to my regret we don't talk about it more. So we're going to do something about that today. And I'm joined by um, a really interesting person who's at the centre of, of smart cities development in Australia. And that's Adam Beck. He's the head of digital urbanism at AnyHub, which is owned by Indara. Welcome to the show, Adam. Graham, thanks for having me. Okay, now let's start off, first of all, for people who are unfamiliar with what AnyHub is all about, can you, can you tell me about the original vision for the company? And, and of course, I just mentioned that it's owned by Indara. That's something that happened pretty recently. So, so tell me about the origin of AnyHub and, um, and how it came to be owned by Indara. Absolutely. And a great starting question, Graham. It's about 20 years old, but it's morphed and evolved through a number of iterations. Uh, Hub is the original origin of Enerhub. Hub still exists today. It's a product design and manufacturing company. And we set out a couple of decades ago to design and manufacture and install and deploy public place assets and infrastructure, predominantly in parks and public realm. So think of things like uh, bins and benches and picnic shelters, those kind of fundamentals that we see in our public open spaces. And of course, that included light poles. And back then, light poles generally did one thing, which was shine light. Uh, and after about 10 years of designing and manufacturing, deploying great public place furniture, LED lighting really started to become uh, economical. Uh, we realised there were greater efficiencies from an energy consumption perspective, which was good for also, of course, greenhouse gas emissions, and the demand was picking up. So we decided to spin off another company called Enerhub, which is short for Energy Hub. And the idea was to really go hard and push, uh, you know, high performing energy efficient lighting in our public places and spaces, which we did. And that was great. And around about the same time, telecommunications companies were looking to deploy 4G and there were more bits and pieces coming into our public realm. And so we had the opportunity to look at our multifunction poles to see if we could do more with them and get more from them than just shining light. So multi-function poles started to become a thing and we led with our industrial design team to try and make sure that this vertical real estate so to speak could give more back to people and places and you know be uh you know beneficial from a, a landowner or land authority perspective in terms of maintenance and management and the rest is history graham our multi-function smart poles do around about 32 things now um, that includes digital screens and wayfinding, electric vehicle charging, a whole range of IoT sensors that allow us to understand what, what's happening in our public places and spaces like pedestrian movement. And of course, connectivity, that's really evolved. Uh, and over the last three, four, five years, we've had the opportunity to really, you know, head into the design room and try and lead with a design solution of how we get 5G small cell millimetre wave antennas into our streets and into our public places in a way that looks really good uh, and doesn't trash the public realm. So really trying to lead in bringing connectivity 
uh, that that next generation of connectivity through 5G down into our public places and spaces and and our streets in a way that doesn't bring the clutter. So we feel that we've had some good traction there and we've got some great projects. Uh, the Indara acquisition late late last year and what you then see is, I suppose, you know, the full spectrum of connectivity from 3G, 4G, macro towers, rooftops down into the street with the inner hub multifunction smart poles, that neutral host um, sort of model that really gives Indara the full spectrum of connectivity now. Yeah. Okay. Now, just for people who aren't aware of who Indara are, um, they're a combination of a, a number of legacy tower companies, ATN, Axicom, you know, for, for want of a better word, are a, a giant in, in the world of towers. So, um, so obviously an interesting combination there. And what's particularly interesting to me, you just mentioned 5G, is that this is taking place when we're at a, a pretty critical part of the 5G development cycle where the, net, the networks are now being built at scale. So how, how important is that, um, the addition of the functionalities that any hub offers in terms of Indara's 5G deployments? Well, I think really the opportunity now, particularly with, with millimetre wave antennas in the public realm, down at the street level, down at the pedestrian level, you know, it's about to go really fast and hard and quick. And being able to have an option now, a, a design-led option where we can really support the rollout is, is, is critical because we know that at times, depending on which stakeholder you are, and I take, for example, local councils and land authorities, if you're not ready, if, if you're not engaged, we have 5G being done to you. And we hear a lot of feedback that they feel, you know, disempowered in, in the process given legislative drivers and, and other things, speed of deployment. So it, it's really critical right now that our communities, our public places, those local councils and authorities have some options, have partners in which they can collaborate, work with the MNOs to really try and realise good outcomes. And every every city, every local authority has... Uh, it, it's it's development plans, it's growth plans. Um, we've we're still filling black spots, of course, with you know three G and four G, and before you know it, down in the street, you know we're strapping onto poles, shoe boxes every hundred and thirty meters. So it, it's it's a really fast paced deployment at the moment, and I imagine it's only going to get faster. Uh, and we rarely get time to take a breath when it comes to these kind of deployments. So we, we've had the last five years at, at Enerhub to really learn a lot of things. Uh, our design uh, approach has been one that's been very iterative and working you know, with the likes of Nokia and Ericsson to make sure that our, uh, our sort of leading products that neutral host vertical infrastructure in the, in the multifunction pole can, can accommodate in a way that really helps achieve, you know, really good public realm outcomes. Because at the end of the day, we have local communities and local authorities who have very strong design aspirations, visions, uh, landscape ethic that they want to uphold. They've engaged the community a lot. Um, but of course, a lot of the community and other stakeholders don't understand the legislative 
of sort of environment when it comes to telecommunications and that's where a lot of things get unstuck so the more that we can have land authorities and local councils empowered engaged in a collaborative way they can bring the community on fingers crossed we get better outcomes which i believe we all want would you see that as being a, a major learning from the last five years of the work you've done or have there also been other learnings that you've picked up over that period Certainly, we've learned a lot from a design perspective uh, and also our commercial model uh, has evolved as well. Being a neutral host infrastructure player allows us to, you know, have the right conversations with the right use cases in mind. It's not just the matter of deploying 5G willy-nilly. We have main streets, we have high streets, we have parks and plazas and waterfronts and you know, all, all different type of spatial contexts throughout our communities that really offer and afford uh, use cases that really make sense for the community uh, and, and ultimately, you know, the, the stakeholders and consumers of, of the data that we're, that we're consuming. Um, but I would also say, Graham, you know, it doesn't take long as you thumb through the parliamentary inquiry into 5G when was that, 2019, I think it was, to kind of get a pretty clear read that things have been a little bit unorganised and scattered and there was very much multiple recommendations in there that everyone had to do better to engage the community. So I'm not sure we've necessarily seen that yet. We had the COVID thing happen, which is sort of... um, challenged us in, in, in terms of community and stakeholder engagement, but I, I'm hoping that we can sort of get back on a path there because, um, you know, we really want to realise the benefits of, of, that, of that, that's, that speed, that ability to consume more data and, and the latency, of course. So looking through your collateral, I see that you describe a, a, an idea or a definition that you call frictionless 5G, which, which, which sounds interesting. Some of the things you've been talking about, I guess, feed into that. But describe to me the vision of what frictionless 5G means. A smooth pathway to approval and deployment in a way that brings people along, uh, allows for the next one, then the next one, then the next one to continue to scale in a way where there's a sense of collaboration and, and partnership and mutual outcomes and respect and also the dividend that comes from it in in the in the neutral host infrastructure co-investment space that we're in being able to um, you know really share the the, the benefits uh, and also the revenue that come from that I think is a real is, is a real sort of game changer um, so we're, we're trying to move the dial on deployment to get it more frictionless by engaging earlier on. So we're working around planning for connectivity. We, we know what the population growth is in the next five years, the next 10, year, 10 years in a local authority. Uh, we know the development patterns. We know where the big precincts are being renewed. We know where the big train stations are being developed. Uh, we know the parks and the infrastructure budgets that local authorities have and have projected. And we can layer all that up with our connectivity planning and engage early and empower them um, rather than sort of, you know, 
5G being done to them. Uh, and the opportunity, as I said at the beginning of, of the intro, our multifunction poles are up to doing 32 different things. It would be madness for vertical infrastructure just to be used for one purpose. So we think that there's not only a 5G deployment opportunity here that's more frictionless, but also leveraging the benefits from that neutral host infrastructure and deploying other digital services. Uh, and in Dara, we have, you know, the, the the model, the approach, the balance sheet to allow us to really enter into collaborative engagements and partnerships with landowners, local authorities and local councils. Thank you very much for joining me. Now, if you want to hear more about what Adam has to say on this topic, he'll be speaking at the Comms Day Summit at the Fullerton Hotel in Sydney on May the 2nd. And uh, your session, Adam's on at 11.40am. I'll be there. And uh, hopefully many of our listeners will be as well. Thank you very much for joining us today. Graham, thanks so much for having me. And that's Adam Beck, the Head of Digital Urbanism at AnyHub, owned by Indara. And as I say, you'll be able to see him at Comms Day Summit on May the 2nd.